Podcast. We're busting our backs, getting our jeans dirty, and playing next man up dynasty football. We're giving you an in the trenches dynasty talk every week. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Follow us up on Twitter at Born Football. That's B O R N E Football. Uh, hello, can y'all hear me? Hello. I'm just making sure you're awake. This team, this week, we're talking about what teams are playing for and then starts of the week. Yeah, starts of the week is what I'm excited about. Y'all gonna be y'all, y'all gonna love this one. So let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. You start off. Let's look at uh Dallas against Tennessee. So what we're looking at here in this segment, what teams are playing for and the fantasy implications of each matchup. Um so looking at what? Dallas and Tennessee. Yeah, what's that chip? I was gonna say let's explain, you know, what we mean by fantasy implications. Yeah. So what we're talking about here is whether or not you should have some fear about playing a player from these teams or if you feel should feel more confident about it, if the team has something to fight for, if the or if the, on the reverse side, if the team might lay down and just let the other team beat them up because they don't really have anything to play for or in the third bucket your starters or the team starters might just get sat and then you're at risk of your, your fantasy player, not, not being a starter on your team. So, so those are kind of the implications that we're trying to talk through here. We're really talking to the, the teams that are in the finals this week for most in in most playoffs in most uh, fantasy football leagues. Um, There's a few leagues that go on to week 18 and so we'll still be going into week 18. But this is this is the end of the line here. And it's worth keeping in touch with where each of these teams are to get that slight edge so you know what to expect from your players. Exactly. So I first because honestly, at first, my first thought process in my mind was, oh, playoff implication. Play, um Draft draft implications for fantasy. Like, is this how's this gonna affect me for the draft? <laughs> I was like, oh wait, 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 I'm thinking the wrong thing here. So I want, want to make sure we had that clarification for y'all. All right, so yep. back to you, Data Prince, Dallas versus Ten- Dallas at Tennessee. Well, so what do you, what what's going on there? So when I look at Dallas, Dallas is playing for the division right now. Um, so they've made it into the playoffs, they've secured their playoff spot. Now they're playing for the division. So really their only contender for that is Philadelphia. Um, And they just beat Philadelphia last week. So they really need to win out and Philadelphia needs to lose out. So it's a slim chance that they'll win the division at this point. Um, So I don't know that it really changes them, changes things for them too much. I think if I were to be, you know, ranking these teams in terms of five being they have a lot to play for and one being they have very little to play for. Dallas is probably closer to two than to four um, because they, even if they lose this game, they're still fine. They're, you know, even if they win this game, they still are probably not going to win the division. So it's kind of a long shot, but I don't see Dallas just rolling over against Tennessee either. Um, 
Dallas is a team that does tend to hide in big moments and show up in small moments. Um, and so <laughs> I think they might show up here. Um, on the other side <laughs> of the ball, Tennessee, they have a big shot at the playoffs, but I, I really think that this team is uh, totally burnt out. I don't know that they, they have anything left in the tank. Um, a few weeks back, their coach basically said, Hey, this is what we're, you know, this week we're going to see what our team is made out of. And we saw what Vrabel's team was made out of, and it was paper mache, maybe. <laughs> so um, I, I I don't know that there's there's much of a shot at the playoffs really here, but Tennessee's the team here that has something to play for. And um, so you should see, we should see Derrick Henry continuing to run for over 100 yards, but that might not mean anything for Tennessee as it, as a team what do you think i agree um it's a capacity but i also know that michael parsons is playing for that defensive player of the year award last week a backup quarterback put up almost a 40 piece on you um and he threw three interceptions and he still <laughs> 40 points on you like that looks bad for your defense right so there's going to be a lot of things like to tighten up to really um go into like that playoff race i believe with some momentum and clarity and um, which one, everybody just on the same page. So I, I don't feel like Dallas is one where they might want to rest players too much. Um, I think they come out, they play their, they play their starters. I think they play their starters early, try to send a message and finish the game off early, then put the backups in. I think that that's what they try to do, especially with Tennessee reeling the way they are right now. Tennessee, yep. they, they are playing for a division, but they just don't have that, that momentum. They don't have that. I don't want, I guess that mojo, that confidence mm -hmm. needed. I did say it. It was the week before they played the Green Bay Packers on Thursday Night Football, I believe. I said, this team don't got it, right? Hmm. And they and they, right. they beat the Packers pretty well um, that Thursday. But I knew they just didn't they just didn't have that thing about them. And I'm pretty sure after the Eagles trounced them and AJ Brown went off, <laughs> yeah, they were reminded about they were they were reminded who they were. <laughs> right right and um and i think and then that's their gm got fired and they lost yeah. all sense of direction to their team exactly so. and so I, I think it was a reminder like this is who you are you are the tennessee titans you will always be the tennessee titans um just don't forget that and so yeah so i think i think in that regards it's hard to say i'll be honest because there could be a galvanized moment right now as we speak for the titans where they're all like we're not going out like this. We're going to fight. We're going to do the X, Y, and Z, whatever. And then come out and just go crazy, right? But based on their patterns of what we've seen, it's just it's really a depressing show show of, of play. So I agree with you on that, that I don't think they have much fight. They are definitely playing for the division. That's something, but they've been playing for the division every single week. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, but we'll see. But I think, and it's, there, it's Dallas at Tennessee, so. Yeah, I think I think Dallas wins this game. I think they I think they even might win this game handily. Um, I can see Tennessee getting a boot off the field. Yep. Hot takes, but if you I got Derrick Henry, start him. <laughs> yep. You know the the scary part, I guess, is I think you I think I I really do think Dallas is is going to start all their starters. I think they're I think they're going to go for it. I don't I don't see Jerry Jones allowing Mike I, McCarthy. I see the team. same thing. Yeah, 
Absolutely. I don't, I don't think we're, and we, and there's no, there's been no talk yet of any team wrestling their starters, but we're trying to get a jump on that to see, you know, usually it's late in the week that we start to see, okay, you know, this team's going to sit their starters. And, yes. and usually it's next week that most, that it happens a lot. But you, so you usually only see like one, maybe two teams this week. And the Eagles aren't starting Jalen Hurts, so there could be a chance to win that division if the if Gardner Minshew doesn't do his thing. Yep. All right, let's move on to the next matchup. Who we got, Chip? All right, we got Arizona versus Atlanta. This one is, is pretty straightforward, pretty easy. So we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. Um, Arizona, you know what? What are they playing for? Um, they're playing for um, <laughs> their coaching staff, uh, their jobs, Sean Payton. You know they're playing. For, <laughs> you know they're you know, at this point. You know this is this is bad. It just looks bad. I, there's only one team that I feel like is, is worse than Arizona in terms of like just the display of performance, and that's the Broncos. But they're just even more depressing, and we'll talk about that later. But yeah, it's this. This just looks bad. But I also now here's the thing. I'm gonna say this. I do not believe Cliff uh, Kingsbury is gonna get fired. I don't believe it. And the reason I don't believe it is because the NFL came out with a memo telling the owners, you all spend $800 million this year alone. Not this year, but recent in the past years, paying coaches who don't coach because you fired them. Saying like you're a little bit too premature in the firing of these coaches, things like that. So I think Arizona might be able to re-up, get some, you know, get some draft positions, um, things like that. Um, what you call it? And maybe like fix, figure this thing out um, going forward. With Atlanta... I'll be honest, I think Atlanta is playing for pride. They've honestly overperformed, if you think about it, this they year. Yep. They've overperformed. So I think they're playing for pride. They're playing with joy. So I think they're going to start everybody. Everyone's going to go out there, have a good time, you know, showcase the, showcase what they can do, and kind of solidify or galvanize in, in a way for next year. So um, mm -hmm. going forward. So I, I see them starting everybody. So what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think either of these – teams are sitting anyone um i i do see arizona as a team that um where the coach is basically coaching for his job these last couple weeks um i don't i don't see cliff, cliff yeah wow i do not see cliff kingsbury as a as a coach that is worth keeping around um i mean he's just honestly since he's gotten there I feel like he's made all of his players worse rather than better. And that's not something that you want to be saying about your head coach in uh in versus versus Atlanta which okay, you can kind of say that about their head coach too. Um at least in the passing game, but the rushing offense is definitely you know, impressive in terms of showing off what they can do. So I'd, I'd like to see in this game Atlanta absolutely destroy Arizona and and get us a new coach in Arizona. But in terms of what they're playing for for your fantasy fantasy squads, not much in either direction except for again the coaching staff galvanizing who they are and and these players are always playing for their jobs. So um, especially in these two types of teams where they're looking to make changes. You don't want that change to be you. 
right? That is very true. You want so our, a guaranteed income. Exactly, exactly. Our next matchup, third one on the week, Chicago at Detroit. So Detroit is home. Weather's going to warm up a little bit <laughs> versus what we've seen um, in the past week. It's very cold games last week. Chicago, they're only playing for the coaching staff and jobs at this point, um, which honestly, I think, I think most of them, you know, at least coaching staff wise, I think they're safe. I mean, we've seen some good stuff from the coaching staff this year. Um, it really, I mean, we're, we're talking about, we've seen some good stuff from Justin Fields this year, which is really what lends itself to whether or not the coaching staff will change. You know, it's funny. I think that they're going to be playing for, um, you know, that's a lie. I don't think they're playing for a thing. I think they're playing for a pick. And this is and this is how I want to explain it. They're going to play with pride. They're going to play hard. But they're not going to be upset if they lose. Why? Right. Yeah. They're going to build around Justin Fields. And they need yep. as much as much in the coffers as possible because they're, they're seeing, okay, this is what he can do. They might mess around. And, 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 you know, make a quick call to Champagne and say, hey, uh, <laughs> are you available? You know, because, you know, they might, you know, because it, it honestly, if you think about it, when you're trying to build a franchise, it would be it would be malpractice if you didn't make the calls just to see, you know, are there other better options out there? What would it look like? You know, talk to Justin because he does look he's looking like he could be your franchise quarterback. But you got to you also got to protect him. So then there's a lot of work to do there still. Um, right. So I one think one of the worst gonna, offensive lines in the league still. Exactly. So I, I think they like they're gonna have to be work, they're gonna be working on that um heavy. So I think they're playing for pride, but they I think they want they want draft capital. They want um be able to make some really great picks or have right. something that they can trade trade with and trade for. That's why they got rid of Chubb. Was it Chubb? No, no, no. Um they got rid of um Roquan Smith and yep. got, they got rid of um how was his name to the Eagles. I'm forgetting his name. I'm sorry, y'all. Defensive but, tackle. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's a reason why they clean they, they clean house almost like that with their two best players, right? They need those, they need that draft capital. They need something so they can um uh play around with. So yeah. um when it comes to Detroit, they're they're going guns blazing. Oh yeah. Know? I they, I feel good about Detroit in this game. I mean, they are they are absolutely fighting for everything. And this is a team that has grit, <laughs> as we know from uh, Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is a this is a game though where I I kind of see Chicago almost rooting for Detroit and Detroit rooting for Detroit, and so <laughs> I think we might see Detroit just absolutely steamroll Chicago. Um, but <laughs> on the on the reverse side, it could Detroit's defense is playing better but they're still suspect so we could get a little bit of a shootout here um and this could be a fun game certainly um but i i do see like you said detroit being the the team that has the effort in this in this game yes that's so true i, I have nothing else to add to that you said perfectly yeah. and <laughs> and keep in mind it is a division game so sometimes those division games get nasty where Maybe Chicago decides, hey, we just want to, you know, screw with uh, Detroit here. You know, we saw that a few years back with the Ravens versus, um, I think, or Cincinnati versus the Ravens. 
helped Buffalo get uh, break the 17 uh, year playoff drought. And, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Chicago might uh, do something like that to Detroit, but I think Detroit's got one of the longest running droughts themselves. So, you know, maybe they just help them a little bit. <laughs> and I, I haven't seen like a draft picture, but maybe Detroit winning helps Chicago more than it actually, <laughs> you right. know, cause like if they, if they lose and they have this losing record, you know, does it hurt? And then if Chicago wins, you know, does it hurt their draft position? Like, cause I think Chicago right now, I think they're number two or number three. Um, I think they're number two in the draft order right now. And if they win, I think they jump down to number three. Yeah, they are number two right now. They're and if they won, they would be in the mix with three other teams. Well, really two other teams. They'd be in the mix with the Cardinals and Denver. So well, and Denver's pick goes to Seattle. Ah, yes, it does. Good point. And, uh, you jumped a little bit ahead of me. I was going to say that's what they're more depressing. But go ahead. Let's go on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. Jacksonville, Jacksonville at Houston. All right. Um, I think it's going to be great. Both teams are going to have all their starters out there. I already, I already believe this completely. Um, Houston was kind of looking like they had a little bit of energy, but then Damian Pierce went down, and it was and every everything is wherever he goes is how how far he goes, how far Houston goes. Um, but I want to talk about Jacksonville right now. Actually, I want to interject there because I think actually when when he went down, I think Houston's been actually more feisty without him because they haven't just sat on him. If you if you look at the last three games, um, Houston just beat the Tennessee Titans nineteen fourteen. Week oh, before, good score. Yeah. Week before that, um, sorry, I'm pulling these up live. Live, um, Houston went toe to toe with the Kansas City Chiefs, thirty to twenty four in overtime. The Chiefs won, so they they took the Chiefs to overtime. And the week before that, Dallas Cowboys, Houston Texans, twenty three to twenty seven. So. Three weeks in a row, all without Damien Pierce. Houston's been feisty. Yes, you are right. I'm sorry. I did not even remember these last matchups. I just remember them losing everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I forgot to think about how they actually played. They had leads yeah. in all of these ones, actually. Yeah, it's been kind of wild. Do you think they're playing for um their coaching staff then? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, do you yeah. see it's... Lovey Smith returning? I do. I do. If he, that's really what this all is. Is I, I think if they, they catch another win here in the last two weeks, or if they at least look feisty, then then we could really see uh, see Lovey Smith come back and, and coach Houston who, moving who, forward. Who has the projected number one pick right now? They do. Houston. Houston does, despite winning last week. So they're gonna pick a they're gonna pick a quarterback. Well, probably, yeah. Davis Mills, I don't think, is enough to hold them from picking the best overall player, which okay, so. would be a quarterback this year. But their defense has been pretty, pretty good this year. Um, like de- decent, all right. Like yeah, I I think it's decent. Um, 
I think what's really helped, like, for example, in fantasy, you'd never want to play your quarterback or wide receivers against them. Real, uh, sorry, really your quarterback against them. And the reason was because basically they'd get blown out so quick that the quarterback would no longer be needed. <laughs> and then, a- and that's not true anymore. I'm actually, I've got, I've got Trevor Lawrence. I'm deciding against starting him or um, Dak Prescott, and they're playing Tennessee, which is a bad defense against quarterbacks, um, meaning it's a great matchup. And so I'm looking at this like, okay, who do I start? You know, is this going? Is Houston going to put up another game against Jacksonville? And and if they do, what does that look like? Is that scary? That is it worse for? Trevor Lawrence or is it is it better um so I don't know I I kind of cut you off there while you were on a roll no with your match you're fine yeah you're fine because I was thinking to myself you know if they're playing for the coaching staff I think I think you know if Lovey Smith stays and they're able to get a good quarterback maybe reinvent the offense a little bit to be a run first offense but with the quarterback um could be able to pick passes, things like that, like simplify the situation for everybody. Um, and if you stay on the field longer on offense, like really take some some time off the clock, your defense stays fresh, right? Which mm-hmm. only allows the defense to get better. So I'm thinking in that capacity, if they if they're going in that way, um they you could see a you know a Houston team this week, um, you know, giving their best effort for sure. Because I don't know if a win affects their draft position at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, a Houston win could affect their draft position because they were two games back last week, and in this week they're only one game back. So, um, it 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 would be risky for them to, um, win yeah, another this, game for sure. This is a hard one. Yeah, I'm gonna take it back. This is a hard one because I'm thinking to myself, if I'm Lovey Smith, I don't want to lose this game because I don't want people to think I'm a bum of a coach, right? And yeah. then, but I also don't want to win this game because I do want to get a better quarterback. <laughs> right. Well, and remember too, this is a division game again. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is. No, it, it is. is, a it is. Yes. There, there's such a bad division that I kind of forget about them. But yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, in Jacksonville, I think is worth talking about because they they're playing lights out too, and Beautiful. they are definitely worth, you know. It's, yeah, Definitely they're gonna start starting everybody. Them. What's that? Yeah, they're gonna start everybody, and they're gonna go out there, do everything they can to win this game because yep. they they're looking for the division, honestly. Right, like, right. That'd be the shot. Um, yep. while Tampa Bay implodes slowly, and but, um, they own their fate right now because so- Tennessee has absolutely been horrible. And next week, guess who they play? Tennessee. So if if they win this game. They've got a leg up on Tennessee next week, even even more so. It gives them a little bit of cushion, actually. If they if they do lose that game against Tennessee, they might still um, be able to get in. That is true. All right, next we got Denver at Kansas City. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, Denver. Um, let's start with them. So again, actually, just in general. This is another division matchup. We'll see a lot of division matchups this week, a lot of them next week too. Um, but it's not a division matchup that is interesting 
like we thought it would be at the beginning of the year. Denver just fired their head coach. So where are we now? They're, everybody on that team, they're playing for their jobs. Maybe we see a different Russell Wilson this week if his coaching staff was holding him back. I don't know that that's true, though. Mm-hmm. We saw maybe one game where there was a flash of the old Russell Wilson. So it's really jobs. You wrote dra- down draft picks here. Um, I They probably are looking for a high draft pick. I don't know that it's a big deal for them to move up or down because they're not going to grab a quarterback, right? I, I mean, unless – Yeah. Oh, go ahead. It, I, I mean, it would be – it would be crazy, right? It would be similar to the Kyler Murray pick um, when the team had Josh. Uh, oh, geez, Josh Rosen, you know, and had just drafted him last year. So I, Russell Wilson, they paid so much for him. Well, and not to mention, actually, let's be honest, they're they yeah they don't even have their first round pick like you were saying earlier, right? So yeah. If they're playing to win, then that's actually a little bit worse for Seattle. And they're just, <laughs> yeah, they're going to, they're going to actually uh, rather win here than lose. Um, so, so again, playing for their jobs, they're going to fight the good fight here against Kansas City. It's definitely a wild card because when we see a new coach come in, it's always, it's always wacky and sometimes they win when it's in the middle of the season because the the team galvanizes around them. Now, yeah, but at, this time go ahead. No, go for it. Go for it. I said but this time is like I don't think this team likes Russell Wilson at all. <laughs> like I think that's like they can galvanize around it's, it's not like always oh, only the coach. It's Russell Wilson. They don't like him at all and people have been you know putting it into all the other players' ears. Oh, Russell's fake. He's just a method actor playing quarterback. You know, he's this, he's that. And they've made it seem like Russell is all about himself, which could be honestly true, right? Because I'm, I'm not there to know, know, the tr- know the truth. I don't follow the guy every day. But um, I think it's going to be it's gonna be weird. I think it's going to be a weird energy um, for this one, Denver at Kansas City. And Patrick Mahomes, is. I think he's playing to solidify he's an MVP. And he's going to go out there and he's going to carve them up, have a good old time, laugh in their faces. It's also a division game, too, which is funny. But yep. um, yep. laugh in their faces. And uh, Kansas City is at home. So they're going to they're just going to go out there and have a ball. Let's like, go ahead and uh, enjoy ourselves and be, beat up on this team and get ready for the playoffs. Right. So yep. I think because I, I Jalen Hurts is definitely not playing next, this week, I believe. And if he doesn't and Patrick Mahomes plays and does a great job, I don't think he has to play next week. Do you think Josh Allen still has a shot at the MVP? Asking for a friend, of course. I have no nothing invested in this at all. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> not at all. I mean, I would say I'd say he's still like in the top five conversation for MVP, more so what he's done with his legs than with what he's done with his arm this year. But and that's why. Yeah. I think he's got so many picks. He he's tied either tied for the most in the NFL or second most in, in terms of picks. Um, and I think that's going to really hurt his ability to go and get the the MVP. But um, if he were to have, have to, a shot, 
you know, we'd need to see a really bad game here from Patrick Mahomes against a defense that could stand up against him. Yeah. So after the first game against the Rams, everyone thought this guy was going to be the MVP. <laughs> just <laughs> his swag, his bravado. You just beat the hell out of the Super Bowl champs. Like you didn't care. Right. After the second game, everyone thought he was going to be MVP. In the third game, you know, but things changed. I think games got a little too close. They lost to the Vikings, right? Um, mm-hmm. Threw them off a little bit. You know, I think they lost a couple of – how many – what they were record? Nine and two, right? Or was it nine, nine and two? What was it 13 or was it – What's that? It, Bills? What's their, yeah, what's their record? 13. Bills are 12 and three. Okay, Same I'm as the Chiefs. Three. Yes. I think people are going to say Patrick Mahomes is doing more with less because he has all new receivers who he has not built a relationship with before this, mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, all that stuff. But if you think about it, how Patrick spreads the love, like MBS, Juju Smith-Schuster, um, Hansel Zay Pacheco, how was the other guy? Hilaire. Um, and then, of course, they say – Clearly, the people say this is the greatest tight end in the history of NFL. Right. right. right? I mean, they, he's still got his number one target. Exactly. So, in that regard, actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take it back. Who does – who? Denver is not going to help – Um, is not going to help Patrick Mahomes at all. He's going to have to blow them out, Um, honestly. But it depends – I guess it depends on who, who they have left because um, the Bills play who next? The Bills play um, Bengals. It's going to be a oh. – that's going to be a nice game on Monday night. Yeah, I, I'm going to take it back. I think Josh Josh Allen does have it. I, I just have to talk through it. Sometimes – look, y'all, sometimes you got to talk through things to kind of see yeah. it out. <laughs> um, yeah. And you realize, it, okay. I mean, obviously, Kansas City would have to lose – well, I don't know that Kansas City would have to lose this game, but um, – Patrick Mahomes would have to have a rough game, and then Josh Allen would have to win against um, Cincinnati and not be a reason that it's a close game or something like that. Um, be, yeah, be like the difference maker also, like just yeah. doing everything well pretty much. I, I yep. agree. So, all right. So definitely a lot to play for in the Denver-Kansas City game on Kansas City side. Denver, not so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, it's fine. I was thinking to myself, when their stadium caught on fire, I was like, maybe that was a bad omen. <laughs> <laughs> like before the season started, you remember that story? I do not. Denver's stadium caught on fire? Yeah, before the season started, their stadium caught on fire. I'm like, that might be a bad omen. Yeah. <laughs> this is about to be a dumpster fire. <laughs> yep, and it was, and it was. Yep. So. All right, who do we have next? Miami at New England. This is going to be an interesting one. Um, so the division is all wrapped up. Bills yes, got the division. The Bills got – exactly. Um, Miami is playing for a playoff spot as well as um, – whatchamacallit, as well as New England. With Miami, they're going to have to start everyone that's healthy. Um, when I, I say healthy, that's healthy for a reason because, you know, everyone – well, you should know Tua has a concussion, and he had to self-report his concussion – so it's a weird energy. I don't know if the players are going to be able to trust the staff, whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know what their energy is going to be like, knowing that you know this player was in danger, and no one, none of the spotters during the game were like, 
Maybe, let's just check them just to make sure. You know what I mean? And so that's something I'm thinking about. Like, how does that how does that affect the players? Right. Especially when a new and especially when some neuroscientists like outside people have said to that tool should retire because he is going to die on that field. Like, how does that affect the other players? Even if you start everyone, you know? So um, but yeah, so but they're definitely playing for that playoff spot. I think it's gonna be a big time thing for them um to get into the playoffs. It'd be amazing. Um, but looking at New England, um, this is weird to say, but do you think I'm just throw this out there? Do you think New England is playing for their coaching staff as well? And and I and I asked it for a reason. I don't um, or playing think... or playing for jobs, like i.e. quarterback. Yeah, they're playing for jobs, certainly. I don't know in terms of coaching staff, I I think they're it's certainly not Bill Belichick. I mean, he's not losing his job ever, I would think, in New England. Like, he would have to do a lot. And certainly, I think this this year was, like, page one of the book to have Bill Belichick lose his job. Or maybe, maybe chapter one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't see him being in, at risk, but certainly, I mean, they need they need an actual offensive coordinator. I mean, that's that's what this year said. Um, but if they make the playoffs, the coaching staff might argue that they don't need that. So, I I do think there's, I don't know. I I think everybody on New England. I don't know that there's any players on New England that are big names. I mean, everybody is a blue collar player at this point. So there's there's just no stars on that offense. The defense certainly has stars, but the the offense doesn't really have stars that you're you're uh, looking at and saying, okay, are they going to um you know be pointed at as the problem, probably not. I, I mean, everybody here is replaceable. So certainly they're playing for their jobs. And that's always been the name of the game in New England, right? Where it's uh, do your job. And if you don't, see ya. So I I mean, they're, this is going to be a heated matchup for sure. And if two was out, I would expect Skylar Thompson probably is the backup and would do well. Um, or or would no? Oh, it's gonna up. be which one call it? Who's Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, oh, Teddy Bridgewater. Well, same thing though. It either way, this is a team that can perform with multiple quarterbacks and has this year. So I'm not worried about it not being a game if Tua isn't in. I I just think yeah. New England is. Uh, is in a weird place right now. And I think Miami could take advantage of that. Should be interesting to watch. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next one. What do we, we got Indiana? Indianapolis. Indian, <laughs> <laughs> Indianapolis at the New York Giants. Yeah. So Indianapolis Colts, they've got an interim head coach currently. Um, kind of came out of nowhere just Saturday. Um, so I guess they're playing for him a little bit. They're not in the playoff race. Um, 
So outside of that, they're playing for jobs. Um, I do think Coach Saturday is replaceable this year. I, I think he will be replaced. Um, I don't. I don't know that he's a. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's a long term answer by any means. But he might be somebody that steps in as the offensive line coach um, moving forward. That that could be interesting because he he used to be an offensive lineman, um, and they could they could really use <laughs> they could use the help. Um, but in terms of this game, I see the Giants as being the only team playing for anything outside of jobs. Um, Giants need Giants are in line for a playoff spot, but they need to put this game away and and really take care of business to make that happen. And they haven't recently. They've been really struggling. That's true. They gotta put this game together and finish it off. And I know you you're like a a undercover Giants fan because of Brian Dayball. It feels like that. (laughs) It's it's definitely a little true. Um, I (laughs) am a fan of Dayball. Came over from the Bills. Um, you know. Isaiah Hodgins, all, all of the uh, the Bills, the Bills players that have been sucked up by the Dable administration, I, I think really lend themselves to a, a good a good system that he's building here. Um, this is this is Bills East, basically. <laughs> yep, I can see, I can, I can see that, I can see that, and now uh, all they need now is a, a new quarterback. <laughs> wow wow see i'm not i'm not as much of a daniel jones hater as as most of the world i've been kind of quietly waiting for him to be good for a while now um but i i don't know that that's in the cards for them honestly this coming season i i see daniel jones is a guy that they're just going to have to live with until they really really have a horrible season and I don't know that that's going to happen. I, I'm going to say um, I don't hate Daniel Jones. I don't hate anybody, honestly. It's just too much too much energy to exude hating people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just don't think he's good enough for this team, right? And so, but it's going to be hard to start over with a rookie unless right. that rookie is like exceptional. Because you know, Saquon Barkley, he he doesn't have 100 years left to to play and things like that. Like they want to win now. But they have pretty young talent um, right now. It's just Saquon is the issue. Honestly, if I was them, I'd trade Saquon. <laughs> yeah. Trade Saquon, get as many picks as you can. It's a good and, idea. Um, yeah. Get a, new, get a new running back and then uh, get a new quarterback. And just, just let Saquon go out there and try to get, a, you know, hey, we do you a service and try to let you get to a team that's a, cont- that's a contender. Yeah. See if we can do something. So, all right. But, Who do we right. have next? We got New Orleans versus Philly. All right. We're in another situation here. New Orleans, they have they do have a shot at the playoffs. I don't know what the picture looks like, but it's, it's not like easy, right? Of course. I think they're uh, I think one I, game back on Tampa Bay. Yes. I, I was gonna say I think a lot of people gotta lose. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> For they, them to, to, to get in. Well, this is the worst division in football right now. But they are they're the twelfth um team in terms of in the playoff race still. So they're going to be the next team to get eliminated, probably. Um, there's, it's really, it's really win the division or you're out. Um, exactly in, in this division. And Philly is looking to take the division, get a number one seed, and win the Super Bowl. So they bought that business. 
And so we know Jalen Hurts most likely is not going to be playing. All right. And uh, Gardner Minshew, he looked good last week. I was having the three interceptions. <clears throat> oh. But <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, but the interceptions. Um, Jeez. Yeah, that was bad. He was looking. He was. He was almost looking like what's his name? Yeah, uh, Peterman. Ah, <laughs> oh, that cracks me up still. Ooh, you might. You know, what I'm talking about right. I I'm gonna pretend I don't. Okay. All right. <laughs> I thought I thought you were live because good times are are in front of you. <laughs> I still so, cry a little bit inside about Nathan Peterman. That's, that thing was, I mean, that was the funniest, one of the funniest days of my life. Like, I just, I couldn't believe it was real. <laughs> well, and Nathan Peterman is one of the uh, reasons that we even have the uh, prettiest ball segment on our podcast. Because That's true, which we have. He was, uh, he was one of my, my guys that had a very pretty ball, loved to watch it, and it always went over to the other team, and that was always very sad. <laughs> ah, it's just so funny to me. He's so good at practice, though. <laughs> <laughs> Coaches ah, love him. Sure, love my practice, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, Philly is very straightforward. They're trying to be. They're trying to win a Super Bowl. They're gonna go out there, give their best. They gotta tie certain things up because on defense, they let off way too much. Um, sloppy with the penalties, things like that. So I think they're gonna be playing for that as well, just to be just to prepare for the playoffs. So um, I see them starting everyone honestly, uh, just to ensure, especially since since Jalen Hurts may not be playing, it might be a bigger reason to start everyone to ensure that you dominate the game and end it quickly and get everyone else get get your starters off the field quickly. So anything you want to add? No, I I think. I think the long shot for New Orleans is, um, you know, it's really people just playing for their jobs at this point and trying not to embarrass themselves against Philadelphia. Um, but really, Philly's the team to to look at in this game. And yeah, no, none of the none of the starters are resting. I I would be honestly, I think they should give Jameis Winston a shot in New Orleans. Um, I think it's silly that they haven't yet. Um, it was I, weird. Yeah, Garner Minshew. I I don't think he scares me away from starting anybody in Philadelphia either. Our next game, yeah. number nine on the week, Carolina at Tampa Bay. This is another um, division matchup. Carolina is second in the division. Tampa Bay is first in the division. Um, so Carolina's got the shot at the division and Tampa Bay is holding it currently. Neither team has clinched the playoffs. And so this is a, it's, it's as close to a win and in matchup as you can get in, um, you know, week 16, basically, or sorry, week 17, I should say. Um, they, Carolina has been coming on of late. In Tampa Bay, I don't know how they're even sitting in this spot where they have a shot at the uh, the division title, let alone being in the playoffs. So I, I see, obviously, both of these teams are going to fight for it. But I think Carolina is the hungrier team, and I think Tampa Bay is just tired, old, 
Um, I might just be talking about Tom Brady, but I I think all of Tampa Bay ebbs and flows with Tom Brady. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, Tampa Bay has been slowly imploding. I think Carolina comes out, plays plays with pride, um, and just puts it all out there and makes a statement. I think this is like it's been set up for them, honestly. Like this was going to be a great story, and I think because of that, it's going to um create the drama that fans are going to love. So yep. I see them. I'm going to make a bold statement. Carolina was is going to win this division. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> They're gonna win this division. And I believe weeks ago I said I think I told you I was saying to you, Carolina plays with a different energy. They're not playing yeah. like a team that traded away their best players. <laughs> They're playing like a team that's like, yep, let's do this. <laughs> well, it's it's yeah. all of it's a whole bunch of players that everybody's been doubting. And sometimes doubt is the best fuel to a fire. Think mm. about Sam Darnold right now and um Baker Mayfield. Both of them are heading up teams not the teams that drafted them heck for baker not even the team that traded for him or Mm -hmm. you know so he was dumped on the waivers and you know that's what he needed to get his his ego to the point where it needed to be to get back to basics and get back to fighting for wins so i i see sam darnold you know not necessarily stepping up in this game because Really, it's been the running game that's really been running game in the defense here, but he should do enough to get them the win. Exactly. What do you think All about right. Cleveland at Washington? Cleveland is a depressing sight. Um, <laughs> they're playing for, like, I think they are playing for the coaching staff and, and jobs, uh, definitely. Um, they're gonna have to revamp certain things. I know, we already know the whole Deshaun Watson situation. Um, mm-hmm. and so we'll, I think we get a, a real look at Cleveland next year, what yeah. they really are. But the only issue with Cleveland is people are getting older, people get right. older, people get more injured, things like that. So that's gonna be interesting to see for for the future. Um, because they're yeah, out think... the playoffs, they're, they're not looking for the playoffs, they're, they're out the playoffs, they're done. Right, um, right. I think. As far as Cleveland goes, next year is the make or break year. Well, I shouldn't. It's definitely a make or break year for Deshaun Watson. Um, I I think if we don't see progress from Deshaun Watson, and and in some ways results from Deshaun Watson next year, I think some things change. Um, in terms of coaching, not him. No, I think in money. terms of him. Really? I, I do. I, I think this team is this team has been impatient for a very long time and I think they continue to be impatient. I don't think Deshaun Watson is is a guy that if he's bringing them bad publicity not showing results on the field, I think they're going to give into pressure from the outside that basically to make a change you know and i'm talking if if what we see from deshaun watson this year is what we see from him next year that's a problem right if we see a slight improvement and we see you know him getting more comfortable then yeah yeah i mean he i think it's a low bar that he has to reach but i think we need to see cleveland kind of in that 
I think at this point next year, if Cleveland is already eliminated, there's a problem in Cleveland. And Deshaun, we'll be talking about Deshaun Watson possibly losing his job. Mm. Well, I'll remember that because when we come back next year, if that situation <laughs> is happening, he's not losing his job. I'm going to be looking at you like, ah, oh, what did you say? <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes sense. But with Washington, though, they definitely are playing for a playoff spot. But now I'm thinking about it. Are they really playing for a playoff spot? Because Carson Wentz is now named a starter for this upcoming week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they've been on like a three-game skid. But we know that the other players, teammates, the other players in Washington, they, they seem to have energy for Heineke. Yeah. So, so putting Wentz, I'm like, are they trying to just end the season right now? Mm-hmm. Or are they actually trying to win? So that's an interesting one. What do you think? So here's what I think their plan is. So they're going to put Wentz out there for the first half. They're going to realize that he's not good. And then they're going to use all that built up energy at home and, and the, uh, or, or the lack thereof basically. And, and at halftime, they're going to run Heineke out there and basically it'll be like, uh, you know, like a, EpiPen or a, you know, I, I don't know, um, some paddles to their team to give them new life. And yeah, I think that's going to be what gives them the win over Cleveland is Heineke all of a sudden being the starter again at halftime after halftime and, uh, and leading them to victory again. I, I think they just, they ran out of juice with Heineke. They ran out of energy. So they had to make a change to do something and, you know, and just refresh that, uh, that pocket of energy. If they do that, they're going to, they're going to fire Ron Rivera. <laughs> I'm just going to say it because what's going to happen is they're going to say, you don't know how to make a decision and stick with it. And that yeah. indecisiveness is, it creates instability and instability creates, uh, losing and losing creates, uh, what you call it. What's that word? Whatever resentment. <laughs> yep, yep. Right? And so, but on top of that, this I'm gonna say, let's see what happens with Dan Snyder. Does he sell the team? Does he get did they get rid of him X, Y, and Z? Um, yeah. I think that's also played a big role in this as a distraction. So yeah, so yeah. I think it. Rivera is an off the field, like he's a coach that is in his job because of off the field things. Not because yeah. of what he does on the field. I so I I see him surviving the switch if he gives results. So if they make the playoffs, I think he survives. If they don't make the playoffs, I think they're gonna switch. Exactly. So all right, let's go to the next one. San Francisco versus at Las Vegas. All right. What do you think? So both teams are still alive here. Um, I do, th- I do think. Um, so, with San Francisco, we get our first team that I have fears with. So my fears don't come. Um, if, and these are these are fears in terms of when teams are going to sit their starters, and my fears come not when it's a team that has lost all shot at coming, becoming a playoff team, because usually they want to see what they have in their players and their starters. 
and to see if they're worth keeping around for next year. And then on the reverse, I don't really have fears for those teams that are fighting for the number one seed or fighting for the playoff spot. My fear is those teams in between those two sections where they've secured their playoff spot, but they have no shot at the one seed where they'd get the bye. And they've got no shot at their division either. So San Francisco falls into that that mold um, where they've secured their division, but they have they're just playing for seeding. So I feel like San Francisco is our first one that is risky. Where if we're gonna see anybody sit their players, it might be San Francisco. Um, now that being said, I don't know who you put in at quarterback if you sit your fourth string quarterback third string quarterback i don't know oh no 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 brock, no, 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 no. brock purdy is third string i think so they're not sitting him right i don't see them sitting brock purdy what i do see is somebody like christian mccaffrey being sat someone like Definitely. debo samuel who's maybe coming back from an injury this week i think we don't see him this week um we don't see him for the rest of the year i, I think yeah until playoffs I, yes. I agree. I agree. So so those are the areas. And maybe like someone like George Kittle, who's often injured, you know, injury. Joey, Joey Bosa. So the Joey defense Bosa. is going to be looking different. You need me, Nick Bosa. Sorry, Nick um, Bosa. Right. Yeah. I mean, San Francisco gets a lot of injuries, and I, I see them sitting some players to uh, to rest them. And there's, no, and there's no incentive to play their players right now. They've, won the, they've clinched a division. They've clinched a playoff spot, right? And right, right. on top of that, um, Las Vegas is benching Derek Carr for a re- for a reason, you know. And so, I don't know. They like it's almost like Vegas is like we're not a threat to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So just calm calm it down. <laughs> yeah, they're they're playing dead basically, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. So, so I think it's, it's I think for San Francisco, there's just no. There's no upside to starting everybody. The only one that you really have to start is Brock Purdy because he needs to get as much reps as possible. Right, right. They want to see what they have in him. Um, And really what they're playing for there is, uh, I mean, they're still going to give Trey Lance a shot next year, right? So (laughs) (laughs) we'll see. I mean, I mean, I think he's playing for that backup gig and then possibly a shot at the starting gig. Right. So I don't think he's guaranteed the starting gig if he does well this year. Cause I think they still spent enough on Trey Lance and Trey Lance has shown he's good enough, but I don't know. I, I really think these San Francisco teams um, thinking about the jets, thinking about Miami these teams that come from the Shanahan coaching tree, I think they need to give up on those high talent QBs, right? They do so well with the base level quarterbacks. And when they try to do have quarterbacks do too much, I think they, they run into problems. I think, but that's the problem is that the high talent, What's you call it? That the base quarterbacks haven't gotten them over the hump. 
That's fair. Right? That's fair. And it's, and it's like, we just need, maybe they don't need like the most talented. Maybe they need a Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we don't need, we yeah. don't need the most talented quarterback, but we need somebody who can, they can sling it, da, 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 all this stuff. But we'll keep the ball out their hands when, you know, things are getting dangerous just to make sure that, you know, you know they don't turn things over. Does that make yeah. sense? Like yep. Dak Prescott, I think would have won a Super Bowl now if he was, if he was on the 49ers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, him instead of um, Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo in the last yeah. one. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% believe that. Yeah. So, 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 and just to uh, address the small elephant in the room, Jared Stidham is the one that's uh, the quarterback that is starting for Las Vegas in, in lieu did, of uh, Carr. Did, did McDaniels drag him from the Patriots? I must have. <laughs> He's here. <laughs> I'm, <interested in> him. <laughs> you I'm, not, I'm not sure why, but. He's he's definitely in the building. That's that's his bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one. So, all right. Next game we got is New York Jets at Seattle. All right. Very simple. Both teams are playing for a playoff spot. One thing that I've noticed about the Seahawks that's really interesting is Geno's getting real frustrated and real upset with certain things. He's seeing the game well, but I'm thinking he's getting a little. I don't want to say cocky, but it's like, don't talk to me like that. <laughs> Situation. Um, and I'm seeing it more and more, and I throw off energy. I just wanted to throw that out there for all the Seahawks fans who are listening. Um, but overall, it's at Seattle, so Seattle has a lot to play for. It's in front of their home stadium. Um, they gotta win this game to go to the playoffs. They are not looking for what to call it for draft picks because the Broncos are taking care of that for them. So all they need to work for is winning games. <laughs> all yep. right. So they're starting everybody, I believe. Um, other than Tyler Lockett, I don't know what his injury detail is right now. Um, but everyone else who's healthy, they're gonna start them. Um, they're gonna play the, they're gonna play their butts off because they, they're trying to they're trying to go to the playoffs. This is not Absolutely. a rebuild, this is a reload. All right. So yep. And that's um, the same on the Jets side, by the way. I was um, just about to say that. Yeah, they're they're kind of unfortunately in a in a worse situation moving forward because they've got Mike White. Um, well, I should injured. say I should say because they've got um, they've got their picks riding on their wins. <laughs> so if they. If they lose, they get the higher picks moving forward. If they win, they're uh, you know getting a shot at the playoffs, which is which is great. I don't know that they pick a quarterback wherever they end up in the in the draft, even if they were to lose out on the playoffs, because they've got Mike White, who's interesting, and they have um, Zach Wilson still, who is maybe losing his has definitely lost his job at this point. I think they're done with Zach Wilson at this point, to be honest. Yep. I do you think they um look for another running back. I hmm. Only reason I say because with once the Brees Hall comes back, they're gonna want a one two punch, I assume. Well, I I don't know that they do because they have Zonovan Knight, they have Michael Carter, and they have Brees Hall. Right. And James mm-hmm. Robinson, theoretically, wherever, wherever he ended up. So I think between the four of them, this is a pretty locked down room. Interesting. OK, it's just a matter of somebody staying healthy. OK, that makes sense. OK, I was, I was just throwing it out there. In that case, I think yeah. they do go get a quarterback. 
I'm gonna I'm throw it out there. I think they'll get a quarterback if they're gonna go into the draft. Um, and the reason is because competition is a good thing. Yeah, that's true. Good thing. Yeah, you need you need somebody else, even if Mike White's your guy. Um, you need somebody hungry under him to uh, push him. And ten broken ribs is a tough thing. Tough thing to get over. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> the Bills. So, the Bills somehow um, like beating up divisional quarterbacks. Um, it's it's just a favorite just a of, pastime. A lot of pent up historical frustrations. That's all it yep. is. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm just surprised Mac Jones has survived this long. Did he even play against the Bills this year? Because I thought didn't Zappy play against someone? Did he? Was it Zappy? I don't remember it. Such a forgettable game. The Patriots, you know, we. Oh don't... yeah, it's because it's because the last time the, the last year when the Patriots played the Bills, they just ran the ball a hundred times. They said, "Keep it away right. from Mac Jones." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how they. That's how he's still alive. Yep, absolutely. I that makes a lot of sense. I don't. Oh, we play them next week. Okay. That'll be fun. <laughs> that should be interesting. Man, yeah. I don't know why I do not like Mac Jones. I don't know why, but I just I... see Mac Jones is who San Francisco should have picked. He would have been perfect for them. Ooh, I don't know. He's, he's he's the right guy for New England too, but he's he's in actuality not... the perfect person for the perfect person for San Francisco if you had to draft, honestly, would have been Justin Fields. Yeah, yeah, I see that. I see that. Well, because yeah, I think my only my only item for Justin Fields is I want to see him on schedule. He he doesn't take those those quick easy throws. He's a a deep ball or run for the most part right now. And that's exactly why I think he would improve for San Francisco. They would have forced him to take those short throws. But that's exactly like, yeah. the problem with Zach Wilson, is that he would not fit the mold. So I think I think he could have been problematic in the way that Zach Wilson's problematic in in New York. Because Zach, but Zach Wilson Wilson's always looking for the long shot. That's that's the thing. Like he just he's hard headed. He wants to, he wants that deep ball, right? When he was playing last week and he was going to short passes, things were working great. Then he just started like, oh, back to the deep ball. It's like, come on. I think Justin Fields is a little bit more disciplined. Like he's more willing to listen to the staff and everything like that and make those make those throws, you know, when they're open. Yeah. Now, I'm going to be honest. I have not watched every single game of Justin Fields this year mm-hmm. and dissected his game. But I do believe his respect for leadership and his respect for the game itself would have lent him to and – his, and his desire to get better would have lent itself to him, you know, figuring out, okay, this short game, let's let this intermediate game, let's figure this out. That's just my thoughts. Yep. Like him. All right. Let's keep it rolling. Who are we at next? We've got Minnesota at Green Bay. What do you think? Yes. Minnesota is playing for seeding. So they're another team where I have some fears. Minnesota might end up sitting their players. I could see. I could see Kirk Cousins honestly being sat. I could see um what's it called? Uh Dalvin Cook certainly Justin see Justin Jefferson, I don't know. I don't know if he would want <laughs> they might sit him and he might not be very happy about it cuz he's the league leader right now in uh passing yards and 
I, I actually haven't checked recently if he's going to break any records, but we should keep an eye on that because being that this is only the second year with 18 games, a lot of players are still going to be breaking records um, for, for most what, I, you know, count those counting stats. This is a divisional matchup. Uh, definitely Green Bay and Minnesota players are good plays. Um, cause if, if they don't sit anybody, this is going to be a shootout and green Bay does have a shot at the playoffs. Um, Minnesota has the division, but green mm-hmm. Bay, um, has a shot still to get into the playoffs. So this is, and honestly, if I, if I were to put my money on it one way or another, my money would be that Minnesota would not sit their players, um, not against green Bay who has been kind of their arch rivals for decades and owning the division, I think they'd want to bury them. I 100% agree. That is exactly what I'm about to add to it. That's it. I'm not going to say anything else. You said it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, look at the Battle of Los Angeles. All right. LA Rams versus the LA Clippers. I'm just joking. The LA Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay. I Quick thing on this this game. I don't know if they can actually legally say that either of these teams is an away team because they play in the same stadium. So I, I'm not 100% that there is a, a home or away team in this game. The Rams are at home. Even though it says at the Chargers, they're at home. <laughs> the, the, right. The, char, the Chargers are visiting that stadium every week. <laughs> so yeah. that is unfortunately true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, thank you. But, yeah, but the Chargers are they're, they're, they are building a beautiful, supposedly a beautiful um stadium. So that should be good. Um, but anyway, the the Rams, they're playing for pride and they're playing for jobs, right? I think Baker is playing to, you know, stay there and be the be the future potentially. Um with um, what you call it, Matt? Um, who? Matt Stafford's um arm, uh, his elbow healing up and everything like that because he pretty much had Tommy John surgery, right? And so mm-hmm. that sometimes signifies the the end of a gunslinger, right? So yeah. so Baker Mayfield, I think, is playing to just you know be a part of all that and say be the future. Where that they don't even potentially they don't even have to rebuild because he really does want to win. He really yeah. wants to win. So they. Um, I, I think the team is also playing for pride. Like you're the reigning Super Bowl champions, and yeah, <laughs> you had a crap of a year. Um, and you don't even get that good of a draft pick anyway. And so, um, I think they, they're playing for pride in that regards. Rumors have been swirling about um, coaching wise about um, Sean McVay potentially leaving. I don't see that. No. He's so because he's so young, but I not I don't not see it because you know sometimes as a, as a young person you want to like kind of take take some time take a step back and recharge and then go back into it maybe right but um yeah. but yeah I just it's just it's hard for me to see that uh, and then um with the Chargers they already have a playoff spot I think they've clinched it already they are playing for seating um yeah. I don't know if they're playing for pride I'm gonna I I don't know if I put that in there but. I might take that back. I don't know if they're playing with pride. I think they're going to bench some people. Because you see, I, I would argue on that point that somebody needs at, – at a certain point, the Chargers are going to need to step up and try to take over Los Angeles. They're going to need to find fans somewhere. 
And I, I see them games like this are where they could make a name for themselves in the city of Los Angeles. That's an interesting point that I did not make about. And it's, yeah, I didn't think think about that at all. So, yeah, I just don't know if if that, yeah, I just don't know if that makes it down to the players. That's, that's the only thing that's, that's kind of like an ownership view. Um, Yeah. So I don't know that the players might see that. But at the same time, it, you know, it's kind of their house and they're battling for their house in, in some respects because, you know, somebody else is it, somebody else is also living in their house. It's a, it's a little bit like, uh, you know, being uh, um, what's it called when a ghost inhabits your body <laughs> being uh, possessed, possessed. Yes, <laughs> I think I think the. Uh, Los Angeles Rams. I, I mean, both teams could argue this that they're uh, a little possessed at this point because they're they're sharing a home. Um, so, I I do see the Chargers as a risky team here in terms of resting their players. Um, and I do see Matt Stafford as a guy that so much negative energy has been built up against him that he might come shooting out of a barrel next year, despite all of the all of the reasons that he might not <laughs> interesting 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 all right we got pittsburgh and baltimore pittsburgh at baltimore what do you what do you think all right pittsburgh um has a shot at the playoff spot and baltimore who has already clinched the playoff spot has a shot at the division um so it it's kind of interesting so really Cincinnati's in control of this division. So Baltimore is the long shot for the division. Pittsburgh, I don't believe even has a shot at the division at this point, but they do have a shot at the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I Both teams have stuff to fight for. This has always been a great matchup. Um, I would expect to see it is this week as well. Um, I'm not actually sure. Is Pickett back finally in terms of um, Pittsburgh at this point? I think he is. Okay. So so that – I don't know that that helps anyone on this team. I, I think it might actually hurt them, but they need to get experience with Pickett. He, he seems to be close to an answer at quarterback. He – We've seen some flashes, and I think they go into next year really feeling good about their position and and hopeful that um, Pickett is going to be the guy and really step into his own next year. Baltimore, mm-hmm. they're in a weird spot. Lamar Jackson may or may not be back for this game. Tyler Huntley's been banged up in even as he fills in for Lamar. Um, this, this is going to be a messy one, but certainly I don't know that there's anyone that I'm excited, honestly, of playing in this game. There's like running backs, both, you know, on the Baltimore side, it's a timeshare. And then you have a running quarterback. And then on the Pittsburgh side, you've got Najee Harris, but he's kind of been up and down this year too. So, um, and I think Baltimore is a good run defense anyways. So I, I don't know that I'm super, pumped about anyone in this matchup. I can I, I concur. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you're saying about that. Um, it should be interesting. It should be interesting. I can see Baltimore trying some new things out because so many so many important pieces are people are injured. Mm-hmm. And so uh, all right, let's see if this works, like using it as a kind of as a, as a prep game for the playoffs. So I can see that happening. So I can see starters, you know, certain starters still starting, see what, what works and what doesn't work. Um, but I wonder how much pride they're playing for. So, you know. Yeah, I, I think a lot of pride. Um, I think Baltimore is. I think Baltimore takes this game, no matter who's playing at quarterback, despite their issues, getting touchdowns and things. But we got to see it. We got to see it. All right, let's go to our last matchup of the week. That's Buffalo at Cincinnati. This is a good one. I, th- I think it's the game of the week. Um, Absolutely. Giant quarterback matchup. Um, it's at Cincinnati, which means it's not in the in the deep hells of uh, Buffalo snow. And it was very. Hey, I don't. I don't know where you live, but you know. Here in upstate New York, it's going to be 50s. It's going to be beautiful. I don't know what you've been watching on TV. It's it's great weather up here. Don't fall for that trap. <laughs> we know how, we know how, uh, what you call it, how much of a mood swing that the weather up there gets. All right. <laughs> they say it's going to be 50. It might be 50 in the morning or whatever it is. Then once the game starts, blizzards. Like, how? Like, how did this happen? <laughs> and... You know, all it is is Mother Nature's waiting for you to drop your guard, so don't fall for that trap now. <laughs> okay. Okay, so right now, Buffalo weather. It, so I'm in Rochester. So my my weekend up till Saturday does reach the 50s, for the record. But right now, Monday is looking low 36, high 42. So we're not freezing temperatures. Tuesday is going to get up to 58 degrees. That's the high for Tuesday. So, you know, a little wiggle, and we might see 50s in Buffalo. Just saying. I mean, that's summertime when they're up there. I know that already. <laughs> I know that already, you know, because I'm, I'm getting hot just thinking about it. <laughs> 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 but I'm all I'm saying is don't fall for that trap. Well, and that's not where the game's being played, people, too. <laughs> but either Cincinnati is cold still. Yeah, but it is cold. It's not. It's not equal to Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, they get they get some weird weather there too. Um, so yeah, this is this is going to be a hot matchup. Obviously, I would try to ch- take any chunk of this matchup as you can. Um, I don't know that either of these defenses truly. I mean, they're scary on paper as like actual team defenses, but in terms of like playing your players against them none of neither of them are good enough at one position where you're not starting somebody from that position mm-hmm. so i would just start your guys get a piece of the matchup and and find your yeah, way everyone's everyone, home. Wants, everyone <laughs> starting this game yeah, every, yeah. This, this is this is a this is showtime primetime tv like yep. everybody is starting in this game period absolutely my only no. thing I would say about that is a Monday night matchup. I absolutely hate having a Monday night player because everything your entire your entire matchup rides on that player. So for instance, I've got Joe Mixon 
who I'm going to be honest, I doubted last week and because of his horrible performances previously. And I said, all right, I'm sitting Joe Mixon in my, in my playoff game. And he, it didn't really burn me. He did better than the guy that I started over him, but he is now in my matchup or he's now in my lineup after, after what he did last week. And, and we'll see, he'll be my last guy. I, it, it's a uh, two game fi- finale, two game championship. Um, so this is the second week of that. And I am 50 points up on my opponent. So, <laughs> so it would be, have to be very disastrous, but I, I don't want to have to rely on someone in Monday night because it, it still makes me just thinking about it. I'm shaking in my boots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to live your life with some nerves. You've been, you know, I guess you, you've been a Bills fan your whole life. You're just used to losing. So you don't really get hopes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I When I think things through, I'm thinking, how is it that I'm going to lose this game? You know, it's not how the heck am I going to win this? It's, how am I gonna beat myself this week? <laughs> I I can def- I can definitely see where you're coming from. So, all right. Well, that was all 16 matchup this week. This is the best time in the NFL, I think, because we just don't know what's gonna happen left or right, and it gets exciting to just predict and to think. Um, so you know, you can let us know what you all think based on what we said. Um, you know, uh, at Born Football, of course, B O R N E Football. On Twitter, just let us know what you think. Uh, love to hear your thoughts. Uh, but we're going to our next segment. Week 17 starts of the week. You all already know the situation. We pick six different positions. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, defense, and kicker. And we pick who we think is going to perform well. And we're not talking about people who you would expect. Like, running back, I'm not going to pick Derrick Henry. I know he's going to get 100 yards, X, Y, Z. We're talking about some of those fringe players, some of those iffy ones. Ooh, should I start? Should I not start? And we're going to review last week, which is week six, 16, and we're going to talk about this week. Last week, all right, Dr. Chib here, I told y'all, <laughs> I didn't feel great, but I didn't feel horrible. It was weird. I had a weird feeling about this one. Um, quarterback, I picked Justin Herbert. He did bad. Running back, I picked Tyler Algier. He did good. Wide receiver, I picked Christian Kirk. He was not good. Tight end, I picked Noah Font. He was Okay. Defense, I picked the Patriots. They were great. I picked the Bengals versus the Patriots. They were great. All right. Kicker, I picked Matt Prater versus the Panthers, and he was great. With that being said, I scored a grand total of two points. All right. Data Prince, how did you do? All right. At quarterback, I had Daniel Jones versus Minnesota. He was okay. Running back, Rashad White versus Arizona. He was good. Wide receiver, DJ Chark versus Carolina. He was good. Tight end, Kate Otten versus Carolina. He was bad. He's the guy that hurt me. Defense, Los Angeles Rams versus Denver. They were great. Absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. Kicker, Jason Myers versus Kansas City. He was not good. So I had a grand total of one point. And the winner is Dr. Chip. It's all tied up, y'all. It's six to six. I'm feeling great. I'm on cloud 100. All right. So <laughs> tied up going into week 17. All right. We're going to tell you what our picks were. Of course, this week is my turn to pick first. 
and I'm picking some interesting people. Uh, so let's see what let's see what we got. Quarterback, I'm picking Baker Mayfield versus the Chargers. All right. Running back, I'm picking Jeff Wilson versus the Patriots. Wide receiver, I pick Isaiah Hodgins versus the Colts. Tight end, I'm picking, I'm picking Evan Ingram versus the Texans. Def defense, I'm picking Seattle versus the Jets, and that's a bold one. But I always pick at least one thing, Seattle. And kicker, I'm picking Jason Myers versus the Jets. Right, He didn't do great last week, but I think he's going to have a bounce-back week this time. See, I think you just jinxed yourself because you picked two things, Seattle. It's nope. too much. That's too I'm much. I'm doubling my bet. Yeah. <laughs> You better, uh, you better get the sage out and get all that bad juju away. I'm putting my money where my, where my mouth is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, quarterback. I'm going Jared Goff versus Chicago. He tried yeah. to pick Justin Fields. I said that's cheat code. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually glad I don't have Justin Fields because Jared Goff has more to play for. So, I think that was a better choice anyways in the end okay. running back cam Akers, he's been really good recently versus los angeles chargers who's just the running back one on the week so i'm chasing that a little bit against one of the worst rushing defenses that's a really good one wide receiver romeo dobbs versus minnesota this is kind of a if christian watson is out with his hip injury this week um play but i still think he could show up um his, his snap percent has been going up the past two weeks um which is kind of a misnomer with um christian watson missing half of the game last week but he's he's been good so i i think we see him show up against minnesota tight end Jawan johnson versus philadelphia last week was a Taysom hill week and i think this week is going to be a Jawan johnson week Defense, okay. New York Giants versus Indianapolis. They're one of the. They're projected to be one of the best in the week, and I don't see how that doesn't happen. Um, Nick Foles didn't really look all that amazing last week. Um, so, and and not to mention this team has nothing to play for. Kicker, Cameron Dicker versus Los Angeles Rams. So that's the Chargers kicker. Um, so I, I think he's – unless if he chargers, which is totally a, a verb and it's a um, possibility, I, I think Cameron Dicker will be good. <laughs> well, those are our picks for this week. Y'all can still let us know what y'all think. Who do you think is going to win, Dr. Chib or Data Prince? Dr. Chib or Data Prince? Probably Dr. Chib, probably not Data Prince. All right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. So this is awesome. Well, we still want to say thank you, everyone, for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Born Football. That's B-O-R-N-E football. All right. That's our weekly podcast. <laughs>